Welcome to Get Off the Mic, a hockey podcast by hockey nerds for hockey nerds. Brought to you by the writers from GetOffTheIce.com. Good morning, afternoon, or night to you, our valued single listener. I'm your host, Mac, and with me, as always, is the man who sleeps all day and sleeps all night, my co-host, Paul. And today, it's a special episode, as I mentioned for last week. For the first time in our storied five-episode history, we're changing it up. Today, not only are we joined by the odds-on favorite to win Olympic stationary bike racing, gaudy staff rider Steve, but are also joined by a guy who could probably win an Oscar if he was cast in a Tarantino movie, the silver-tongued Sens fan himself, gaudy staff writer Steve. You also introduced me twice. I introduced you twice? Steve, it's fine. Fuck the so much better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to know. Paul, are you silver-tongued? No. Are you good at stationary bike? Definitely not. What do you do all day and night? Sleep. Well, <laughs> we have our answer. <laughs> uh, today is May 16th. We got absolutely nothing going on, but we are changing it up. And kind of because of that, instead of hockey news, since there is literally no hockey news, we're going to be asking two big questions to the panel today. That's right. They are officially a panel, um, not of experts by any means, but we're gonna, we, we did our best. Uh, we will address these questions a little later, but for starters, our opening question, and again, they've been prepped, so they better have their answers ready. I've learned from my mistakes. What would your goal song be? Steve, since you texted me saying you had, you didn't, you weren't sure. Uh, so I'm a huge, I, I'm a big pop punk, punk rock fan. So I'm going with uh, Panic at the Disco's Roaring Twenties. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of energy to it, and I think it's a, I think it, I think it'll be a good one. Serious answer from Steve. That's surprising. Paul, is it? All right. <laughs> um, I don't remember being prepped on this, so I don't have an answer. Uh, Probably because you were sleeping, Paul. Most likely. When did we get this memo? Well, I mean, it's been in the document for like the past week. Ah, that elusive document. Keith, what you got? Oh, <laughs> smooth transition, but that it's got to be humble. Kendrick Lamar, that's it. It's over. Ooh, that is a good one. It's not bad, not bad at all. Paul, strategically killing time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll let you off the hook for a sec. I got one. Okay, fine. Is is this like personal goal horns, or is this like a team one? Oh, no, no. Is it your, your personal goal songs. Oh, like, okay. The Sharks have goal songs, I think. I would so, go with Bob O'Reilly. That's a, that's a, those those are good ones. Favorite. Mine, personally, would be Smooth by Santana. Um, specifically, start where it goes like... And then, like... Eyes Sorry, how does it go? Thank you for that. <laughs> right? The, I nailed it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, my headphones cut out. What, what was that again? That's the one. That kind of whole part right there. Anyway, I think this episode's peaked. No, we aren't saying that's all the time we have. That was last week's bit. We got to come up with a new bit for this week. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll get moving here because this has become boring. <laughs> so instead of hockey news, we've got two very big questions one of which and this first one uh was asked on our twitter so if you wanted to chime in with your response you could have gone there um you can't now because the poll closed but i figured i'd plug that anyway (laughs) so i'm sorry keith this is a toronto one so although you are a sense fan you are a fan of other toronto things so do but do your best what was the greatest toronto sports moment now before I throw to our distinguished panelists. I'll lay out some of the options. We got the Kawhi buzzer beater in game seven against the the 76ers. And this kind of whole question got brought up because this past week was the anniversary of when that shot was made. There's the Bautista bat flip after that crazy seventh inning against the Texas Rangers and what was a reverse sweep. 
There's the Joe Carter home run in game six of the 1993 World Series. It was a walk-off home run that literally won the World Series. There's the Matthews four-goal game against the Sens. No player has ever scored four goals in their uh, NHL debut, and it was against the Sens, so why not? And there are plenty more. There's the Encarnacion walk-off. There's Vince Carter's uh, slam dunk contest. We have plenty more, but those were kind of the main four that stuck out. To be honest, it was actually Carter's slam dunk instead of Matthew's four-goal game. Since we're a hockey website, we had to include Matthew's four-goal game in the main four, so let's get on with it. Steve? Uh, Definitely the shot. The shot was... Yeah, <laughs> like, Matthew's four-goal game was impressive, but it didn't shake the hockey world as much as the shot shook the basketball world, at least from a Raptors perspective. Just, like, the picture of him crouching down, tongue out, watching the ball bounce, It there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Okay, okay. I think I know where this trend is going but we'll we'll walk down this brightly lit path keith it's got to be the Kawhi shot right like yeah that wasn't the final series but that was arguably their toughest series of that playoff run and also just ending it there on a series where Kawhi was getting jordan comparisons on that shot over mb it was just perfect mr sleeping paul i'm going Kawhi as well all the reasons were just mentioned and I know where you're going, so I'm going to kind of defend both sides. For me, anyways, it's the Kawhi one because we got to witness it and see it lead to a championship in Toronto for the first time since the Carter home run. And even though the Carter home run is very impressive because he's the only person out of, like, two people to do that, I believe. There are two people that have ever hit a walk-off yeah, home run to win a World that's Series. that's insane, but... I think living in the Kawhi era just had it for me. Sentimental reasons. Okay. So we've arrived at my station and these guys kind of know where I was leaning, but since it's kind of gone this way, subjectively, obviously it's, it's Kawhi. We actually, honestly, for me, it was, it was Bautista. Um, if we're going by, kind of how we reacted to it with regards to that Toronto sports moment. I mean, that Bautista bat flip, it was just everything, you know, with the Odor Odor punch earlier that year and just absolutely despising the Texas Rangers and then coming back and reverse sweeping them. So Bautista honestly gets it a little uh, over Kawhi. That may be in part because I missed most of the game, barely caught the shot because uh, I heard that the the you know the the game was tied but i was watching game of thrones that was a wrong mistake but let me repurpose this because this was far too easy of a question objectively because i did preface this as subjective so now let's turn it let's turn on its head because then paul's point doesn't too much stand and that's not because i'm picking on paul although i do often pick on paul but objectively so it doesn't really matter that you live through Kawhi for objective what was Honestly, I still the shot too, bigger? So. And for me, it's, it's Joe Carter's home run because of its magnitude. The fact that it, you know, Toronto was seen as kind of this lucky team. Like they, There's one Canadian team, and they managed to pull off this crazy feat of winning the World Series that had never left, or the, the trophy that had never left the U.S. And then they did it again, back-to-back years. And it, come on, it's a walk-off at home to win the world's, for me, objectively, it is Joe Carter. Let's go in reverse order. Paul? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Because of what I said before, like, the situation he was put in and the outcome is, like, one in a million. So, objectively, yes, Carter's home run is probably the greatest sports moment in Toronto history. Now, if I may jump in here, this isn't to really, you know, there's... I think there's a genuine argument for Matthews's four goal game objectively, yeah. not subjectively, but objectively because the Leafs were so impressively garbage for so long that in a objective yet symbolic and hindsight moment, you can see that as really being the start of a new and more successful era. And for the, the most important team in the NHL, I'm sorry, Keith, that's kind of just true. 
So I think there's a there's an argument there. Same with the bat flip, because remember, that was the first playoff series that the Jays made since Joe Carter's home run. Um, and I don't really think I need to ex- explain any of the objectiveness in Kawhi. Uh, but this was more to just try and make it a little more of an even competition. Keith. So the Matthews thing doesn't even belong with these others. <laughs> like, I know it's great for him, and it was an amazing opener objectively an outstanding feat they still lost the game and it was a season (laughs) opener it doesn't belong with clinching a playoff series or a walk-off home run that's just it doesn't it's not comparable i can agree with that marks the turning point (laughs) that's fine but the act itself is not in the same league as these other things and as far as the walk-off home run well objectively fantastic he won the world series toronto doesn't care about baseball the way it cares about basketball I would disagree. In those two instances, which was the bigger parade? Well, think about it. At the time, there was no basketball in Toronto. When Joe Carter hit that home run, it was hockey. And by the way, that was the same year that Gretzky high stick, or yeah, high stick Gilmore. So Mm -hmm. Toronto, you know, didn't get their chance at the Stanley Cup. And then Joe Carter turns around and gives them another championship. And the Raptors weren't around back then. Which was the bigger parade, if you want to get objective about this. But the bigger parade doesn't really mean... You were talking about objective, and if that's something we need to measure. He's got a point. Well, I also would like to say that the population is bigger these days. People drove in. So? <laughs> so people would come together if it was a bigger deal. People don't but, care, as, care as much about baseball. Fair enough, but we're not talking about the Raptors championship. We're talking, we're talking about, about the, the singular moments. shot. Right? We're talking about the singular shot. So... How much, of the, how much of a parade was there for that one shot? There was honestly a little bit of a parade. Yeah, there was a bit of a riot. But uh, Carter got a parade for his thing. Did now, he? again, that's because he won the whole damn thing with it. Oh, sorry. I was thinking Vince Carter. My bad. Oh, yeah. No, my bad. Sorry. Joe Carter. So, it's a, like, yes, it's a fair point. But I don't, I don't know if, I, if, if the parade measurement is, is all together there. You know what I mean? Just because it's specifically the shot. And Keith and I talked about this before. Undoubtedly, the Raptors' actual championship, like if you could count that whole run as a moment, no one touches it. Absolutely no one. But uh, I'm going to take it that Keith still leans Kawhi objectively. I sure do. (laughs) And Steve, make this Uh, interesting. I actually agree with Keith on, on a fair few of his points. Uh, Matthew's four-goal game is impressive, but it doesn't deserve to be in this list. Okay, just uh, to remind everyone, we are a hockey website, so I kind of had to include <laughs> it. <laughs> I know it doesn't belong there, but we kind of had to. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, definitely the shot still for me. Uh, just the whole negativity surrounding what the Raptors could do that entire playoff series, that entire year to come back against Milwaukee and to clinch the series with this shot. It just Philly. They came came back. They they beat Philly with a shot. Was it Philly? Yeah, it was Philly. Oh yeah. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Still. That does kind of tie into, I've been playing a little bit of a contrarian while I do actually think it is Joe Carter. What I'm surprised no one brought up was the Vince Carter equivalent the 2001 second round series oh. game seven opposite corner, you know, and it missed. That's not objective. Or I mean, that's not subjective. That's just pure ludicrousy. Wasn't that against yeah. Philly too? It yeah. Was. It, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah. So Philly second round game seven opposite yeah. corners. It was like the both. redemption in it. Yeah. So I do. So, I mean, to create some final C, to this discussion, I will, I will, I'll switch my vote to Kawhi just for all that. And Steve, you're right. There is, I mean, God damn it. They sucked in the playoffs every goddamn year. Remember that one time we would, we took the Cavaliers to game six in the conference finals and then and swept everyone else that year, didn't they? Uh, I don't remember if they did before that. All no. I remember is I'm pretty sure they were just toying with us and they even, I mean, didn't it come out in recent months that they were all hammered every time they played in Toronto that se- that series or something like that. Dick. Like that's just so, disrespectful. I mean they still won. <laughs> I know. 
very easily, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, come on, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a, tr- we didn't have a chance in those ones. So yeah, I, I, the, the shot is pretty incredible. But we'll move on to our second big question here. Will the Stanley Cup have an asterisk for you? There's no objectiveness to this question, so I can't turn this on its head. But subjectively, do you guys think that the that uh, whoever wins the Stanley Cup this year, if the Stanley Cup is awarded, will have an asterisk? We'll throw to someone, not Steve, because I realized I threw to him both times, but I haven't thrown to Keith first. So, Keith, what do you think? It's got to be no for me, just because... Normally, when you look back at championships that give get given an asterisk, like even the Raptors when they won this past year, people are saying like, oh, well, Durant got hurt, Clay Thompson got hurt, the Warriors weren't healthy, that's an asterisk. And if you go back further, the Warriors' opponents, they weren't healthy either. All those wins have asterisks. They had KD, they have an asterisk. For this, everyone's on a bit of the same playing field. Like, yes, there is some debate about if they change the playoff formatting, how fair will it be to teams that get eliminated by teams that weren't originally in the playoffs, but everyone is dealing with the same set of consequences here. So anyone who may win the Stanley cup, that doesn't get an asterisk for me. Okay. Well said, Paul. It's funny. Cause we did a podcast Mac and I together as like a test run. And I think we talked about this, didn't we? We did. Yeah. So originally I said yes, but I have since changed my mind to no. Because Dang, you look I was at the lockout, on you. <laughs> I know, but you look at the lockout seasons; they don't really have an asterisk. It's oh, I would like, disagree with that. A lot of people do put oh. an. I don't, but a lot of people do put an asterisk on Whatever. the Blackhawks. No, but it's like you said; like everybody's on the same playing field here. You have this opportunity for a lot of guys to get healthy, which is going to be an impactful thing for a lot of teams. But nothing's really like unless. Again, like what Keith said, if a team that wasn't supposed to originally make playoff goes on a run, we talked about Montreal before we started recording, could be one of those teams, then people are going to look, like if Montreal wins, people are going to be like, well, they didn't deserve to be there in the first place. Then there would be an asterisk for sure, but I don't see it right now. Okay, hold that point, Paul, because I may bring it back to this. Steve? Uh, I agree with both of them, actually. Um, It all depends on if they change the playoff format if they do i think there could be a very big asterisk if not i think this could be one of the best playoff uh, series we've seen in a long time every team's healthy everybody's going to be trying their hardest they haven't played hockey in a few months so it's going to be a bit rough at the start but once they get going like everybody's going to be trying their hardest all right, and, I'm, and, I'm, and i agree that this season likely will not have an asterisk but let's change this up a bit because, Keith, if I'm not mistaken, no matter what the playoff format, you don't think it should have an asterisk because everyone is going to be still on the equal playing field, right? Exactly. So, Keith, if so, in theory, 2014 playoff and Chicago wins the cup, no asterisks. No asterisks. They earned it. Paul? Uh, did they we can disagree. We're supposed to disagree. Like, they weren't a good team for most of the year and then they're gifted with a playoff berth and then if they just go on a run did they really deserve the cup i mean all in all the playoffs is a different game so it's look at st louis last year right they sucked for half the year and then they went on a run and won the cup so it's tough i don't hate the idea of saying a team deserves it because if you go in the playoffs and you win then you win. Like, what are you going to argue? It's the problem is getting those teams in by gifting them that birth. So 24 team playoff to me, I don't like the idea of it, but again, it's different circumstances in this situation. And let me be clear that the only wrong answer was thinking that there would be an asterisk on an eight team playoff or a 16 team playoff this season. So from here, I see a good point for both sides and I don't fully know where, where I lean, but it is definitely an interesting wrench given that this kind of looks like where they're leaning. So Steve, who do you side with? Because earlier in your first answer, you kind of made it seem like you may agree with Paul here. Can you repeat the question? I'm just trying to... If it's a 2014 playoff this year, will there be an asterisk on it? So it's not 16 teams. Specifically if Chicago wins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically Chicago, because I think... Or I think Paul's Montreal. answer would change too if Boston won in a 2014 playoff, right? I think I think if Chicago won, yes, just because of 
like where they are in 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 the standings right now. Like they have seventy three points. They're they're so far out of a playoff spot. Like they shouldn't even have a chance at it. Like it, the, the playoffs are supposed to be for the teams that have proven in the re- regular season that they can hang, that they can win, that they deserve to be there and play for that chance to win the ultimate hockey prize. And for me, Chicago hasn't done that this year. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that they should, if they won, I, I think there would be an asterisk. You know, I was leaning, I was leaning to, I was leaning both ways. It was kind of teetering, but Steve, you changed it for me. Unfortunately, not for your point. So I'm siding <laughs> with Keith here, but it's not your fault. You've actually just kind of brought to light to me what I most whole, wholeheartedly agree with is that the Stanley Cup playoffs is stupid because <laughs> teams that should be in the playoffs often aren't. Like we said oh. last podcast, the Rangers absolutely deserve to make the playoffs this year, but thanks to the stupid loser point, yep. some teams don't get in. So to me, like what Keith said, everyone's like they're still dealt the same hand. It's not as if Chicago or Montreal is is you know like buying their way in because obviously that's different. But the NHL has made it so that often the teams that don't really deserve to get in get in anyway. So yeah. to me, for that reason, I think it's still it's still fine. Whatever you're given, you're given. I think exactly. I. I don't, I don't agree with that because I think even if you change the format and get rid of the loser point, like New York probably gets in, Chicago probably doesn't. No, I know. But what I'm just saying is that the NHL die, has diluted the level the or the, of the playoff spot. Yeah, the caliber of a team that needs to get in because, you know, Columbus is currently in a playoff spot even though they have more losses than wins. And the Rangers aren't, you know? So it's not the fact that if they changed it right now that Chicago would still be out. It's just the fact that the NHL's policy has made it so that I I don't really respect the fact that these are supposed to be the top 16 teams in the league because they often aren't. So that's the only reason. But we should move on because uh, we have a couple articles for our next segment, Ice Time. So this week, we are continuing the change-up, and we're going to be talking about four articles. And in fact, they are a series of articles. It is our redrafting series. So every week on Friday, we post a redraft. This started with 2007, about four weeks ago, I I think. Um, And we're going all the way up to 2016. So thus far, we've got 2010. Now, we don't have too, too much time to talk about four articles, because we usually reserve this time for one. So we'll leave this to some of the more hot takes, I suppose. Paul, if you could change one thing that any of these four articles have done with regards to seeding, what would it be? I know this what was tough. What do you tough. mean by seeding? So per se, this... Okay, I'm only going to use yours because I know you're not going to change your own seeding because you, you did it, so you agree with it. Um, but someone may say... Uh, I think Drew Doughty should be taken over Eric Carlson. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So what was the question? Of all the four that have since been, that have currently been published, which one would you change? Like what, what is a change that you would make to any one of the four? Ooh, that's a good question. And everyone else can start thinking about it. I actually currently have mine so I can get us kickstarted. Yeah. You go first. And I take a quick look here. I'm going to pick on my, my good friend and likely Oscar winner, Keith. I'm attacking the 2009 draft. What about it? <laughs> well, first of all, it all sucks, and you, no one needs to read this article. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, this will come as no surprise, given my lobbying for this gentleman, but Ryan Ellis, I do not believe, should be ninth. You think he should go higher? Actually, a significant amount higher. Oh. I. We know Max is a big fan. I am a huge... So this is also obviously subjective. So there's... And by the way, when we started this series, we basically told... Because everyone's going to be doing two two years. There is no wrong answer unless you... You know, it's got to be egregious for it to be wrong. Like what the NHL did with 2011. But um, it's all subjective. We just wanted people to, to have fun with it. And since, since you were having fun, likely other people would get to chime in. And if you have hot takes, then 
people will have counter hot takes or counter reasonable takes. Now, I think mine might be a counter hot take, given how much I adore Ryan Ellis. But you got Tyson Berry at eight, Braden Shen at seven, Evander Kane at six, Matt Duchesne at five, Oliver Ekman Larson at four. And I would put him above them all. So I would. Wow. <laughs> and so that's where the hot take comes in is I would jump him from ninth to fourth. And actually, the rest, like, I would just, I actually do like the rest of the order. So I, w- I would just keep that all the same. But, and then. There's no way I move him above Ryan O'Reilly. That's just absurd. But that is one change that I would make. Keith, do you do you have uh, any thoughts on that? Oh boy! Oh, that's a that's a curveball. Um, I understand your love for Ellis. Like, there's a lot to like there, and maybe I was suffering from a little bit of bias of wanting him to end up on the same blue line as Eric Carlson. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> like, but it, it's you did there. send him to Ottawa. <laughs> But I don't know. I can't justify putting him above Shen or Kane, in my opinion. Okay. That's fair. But there was a little room to grow in there. Uh. There's a little room to grow. I see where you're coming from. But some of the offensive firepower in that draft, I don't think Ellis beats them out. Fair enough. So I'll turn this around on you, Keith. Have you got one that you could uh, look at and say, no matter how big or small, whether you'd like it, it could be mine. Yeah, attack his now. <laughs> I mean, we oh, can attack Aaron. He, does, he can't defend himself. <laughs> oh, I'm, atta- I See, I'm attacking Aaron, too. <laughs> yes. See, you shouldn't be allowed to attack Aaron. You haven't written one yet, and that's not your fault. It's just you know, the time. But you don't have one that we can attack. But no, you can obviously attack Aaron. But uh, I'm yeah, just going to attack Paul instead, if that's okay with everybody. Absolutely. And it's a real minor thing. I'm flipping John Carlson at six to Columbus with... Roman Yossi at five to Toronto. So Carlson goes five, Yossi goes six. That is fair. Just based on maybe that's recency bias with how outstanding Carlson's been this year. But, oh boy, I, I can't put Yossi above him right now. Yeah, I strongly honestly, disagree, and that's the hottest take I've ever heard. No. Um, as Carlson I was, was writing great, it, but Yossi had the best year. Has, yeah. Well, had a great year. Even as I was writing it, I was texting Mac. And I think I swapped four, five, six a good ten times. He did. So I had Carlson above all of them at one point. I had him above Yossi. I just ended up going with this one. So honestly, you're 100% right. They're all three of those defensemen, Petrangelo, Yossi, Carlson. Like, it was unbelievable. You could this end up with one of them. Draft was outstanding for defense. Like, yeah. Carlson... Uh, other Carlson and uh, Dowdy as well. Oh my goodness. I just kept going. I'm like, where are the forwards in this draft? But the best players ended up being mostly defensemen and like elite defensemen too. Yeah, no kidding. All right, guys. I think it's time to release the dogs on Aaron. <laughs> Poor Aaron. <laughs> Who would like to start? I'll go first. Um, so I, I, it's the 2010 draft. Yeah. So he has Evgeny Kuznetsov at number four and Vladimir Tarasenko at number five. I would honestly just switch those two. I think I think Tarasenko's been better for longer, uh, and like he says, like he was injured this year, so it's it's hard to say what he would have could have done this year. But like, I think I think the upside on Vladimir Tarasenko, like a legitimate scoring title threat, almost every year. I think I think he would. Uh, I think it's a good, like it's it's close to them, but I think Tarasenko should go fourth. Sounds good. And Paul, yeah, not like we're all trying to gang up on Aaron here. His his draft is actually very good. But there's one like the Tarasenko Kuznetsov thing. Yeah, you can make the argument, but it's minor for me. It was he had Gallagher going 14th, and for me that was extremely low. Yeah, especially considering the love we gave him last week. Yeah, and Granlin was before him, so I mean Gallagher could probably a top 10 pick in my opinion oh i think i think without a doubt but i do also see somewhat of the uh of of the rationale yeah again we're not like ripping. oh no it was a very well done draft and everyone should check it out it was very good it's just that was the one that for me i was like i would have put gallagher much higher i'd at least put him above to foley on this yeah that's what i was thinking in that range i'll chime in here with a second change i know i'm going off script but uh, again. this one's for my main man, Keith, since I attacked him. Mark Stone, number one, not three. 
I can't disagree with that. Stone has been underrated for a large part of his career, and now that he's getting the recognition he deserves, I feel like he could go easily number one here. I genuinely think he is the best player in this draft. Uh, Like, there's no problem with Sagan at first, or really Hall. They would have both been fine. But I do actually think Stone is the best player in this draft. So, I mean, just personally, I would I would have moved him up there. I don't know if that's hot or not. But nevertheless, I'm not going to give them the time to, to shoot me down because we are <laughs> going to move on here. We're going to move on here to a segment that we have done before. Again, changing it up today. We're going back to the Who Says No segment. Woo! Yay! Cheer, guys. Yay! Paul didn't cheer. But anyway, (laughs) if you've forgotten or it's been too long or this may be just your first episode, Who Says No is basically we take trades that people outside of us have made and that NHL teams have not made, and we decide who would say no. This week... They are pulled from Hockey Twitter. Oh, gotta love Hockey Twitter. Yeah. Just Very logical best. place. No bad takes there. Unfortunately, with the total lack of hockey, I couldn't find too much on Hockey Twitter. But I found someone who could. His name is Craig Custance, and he writes for The Athletic. <laughs> uh, actually, this was circa January. Uh, basically, what he did is he pulled, or he took a bunch of trades from, from Hockey Twitter, and not only did he evaluate them, he got an NHL exec, an unnamed one, to say who says no. <laughs> so we will see where you guys lean, whether you guys agree with an NHL executive, and if you really could run an NHL team. Oh, absolutely not. That's a scary thought. <laughs> so without further ado, and I'll be honest, there's... I got five trades here. Three of them are serious. Two of them are hilarious. So, first one, Winnipeg gets Darnell Nurse and Edmonton gets Nikolai Ehlers. Um, I'll throw to Paul. Winnipeg says no 10 out of 10 times. Why? Because Nikolai Ehlers is a really good hockey player. (laughs) Darnell Nurse is a good hockey player, but he's, he's not even a right shot, is he? Uh, I don't think he is. Don't think so. So the problem with Winnipeg is, yeah, they need defense, but it's their right side that got demolished in the offseason. So I don't know if taking on a left shot at the expense of Ehlers, who's on a really good contract as well, is worth it for them. All right. Keith? Yeah, I got to agree with Paul here. Even though Nurse is good, like Nurse is a team, or Nurse is a player any team would want to have, it is on contract till 2022. I don't think Winnipeg makes this deal for him. And Steve, round us out. I think I think Edmonton would have to offer a little bit more to get this deal done. Uh, as is, one for one, no. No, Winnipeg doesn't take this deal. I guess you guys could all successfully run the Winnipeg Jets. The executive says no. He understands the concept, but Winnipeg could probably add a defenseman for far cheaper than Nikolai Ehlers. For the record, uh, if you are currently listening to this and aren't subscribed to The Athletic, they don't cost all that much, and they have by far the best articles on the planet with when it comes to all things sports. I'm not giving – there's like about 20 trades here, and I got five. So you should go check out the rest of these trades. Number two, guys. And you know what? We had to do this. We had to, Paul. Paul, who, who is Toronto trading? Uh, it's one of two players. So. You got to pick one. This is from January. And it's Leafs Twitter, so it's got to be Nylander. William Nylander to Minnesota for <laughs> Matt Dumba and a fourth. We'll start with reverse order. Steve. Absolutely not. The Leafs say no. And do you need to expand on it, or are you happy with that? <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> All righty, Keith. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, this one seems like it's pulled straight from a fan off Twitter where it's just, oh, Nylander's been garbage and we're paying him too much kind of talk. So Toronto doesn't do this deal. Nice, nice. And Paul? So nauseating. 
All right, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you guys it's could funny. all. Oh, sorry. It's funny because you went from Winnipeg and Ehlers to Toronto and Ehlers. They're very similar players on very similar deals. And we're picked one. But everybody pick sees Ehlers. Yeah, and everybody sees Ehlers as like miles ahead of Willie, which I don't know if that's the case, but. Yeah, no. I think I think Neilander's better than Neilander's by a I think very so, small but margin, but they're both very yeah, they're both players. disgusting. Anyway, yeah. yes, yeah, so you guys could both or all three of you could run uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not I only know. did the exec say simply that Toronto says no, he says, and this is funny. Good rule of thumb for people making these proposals: if you're throwing in a 2021 fourth round pick, it's because you aren't offering anywhere near enough, and you know it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that was pretty funny. All right, moving on here. Keith, we'll start with you. Oh boy. Who says no? San Jose gets one penny. Vegas Golden Knights get Martin Jones. <laughs> Ooh, does the penny like go towards their cap room or is it like a physical penny? I No, it's a physical penny. It's the same actually, it's the same penny that who was it draper oh draper got traded for a penny once yeah. to detroit uh, yeah um if it's the same penny then i think that the deal gets done because that penny's probably got some nhl uh sentimental value yeah. but i don't know i don't think vegas gives up that penny okay steve uh vegas says no i don't i don't think they need a backup goalie that much to get martin jones who's Let's be honest, over the last few years, been barely serviceable as a backup goalie. Let alone uh, stats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, they have Marc-Andre Fleury. They don't, they don't need Martin Jones. And Paul, finish us off. Uh, no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you guys. It's a weird – no, but it's a weird team to have picked him going to because I they know. don't have cap room. Like, if you were going to ship him off to, I don't know, Detroit or – Detroit probably does that. Yeah, no. they have the cap room to do it, but no. Why would they though? Because they're not getting anything back. They're in fact they're giving. Well, a no, penny. I, they're giving a very yes, important penny. Yes, yes. But yeah, I mean, but like, Howard's going to retire. Deal. Do they have any good prospect goalies? Um, Detroit, Jonathan Bernier. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you guys could all run Vegas. Exec says that Vegas says no. Maybe San Jose could afford to go buy some pucks if they haven't given if they hadn't given Jones all that money. <laughs> so this exec is not from San Jose. <laughs> all right. Well, they are anonymous. So I think it'd be really funny if they were like, if they were from San Jose and they were just taking so, a so. <laughs> dump on Martin Jones. Next Edmonton trades. Yesi pull and a third to the Islanders for Jean Gabriel. Pajot. Now, keep in mind, this was actually before Pajot got traded. So this, so this actual deal was to Ottawa for Pajot, so that all is also without the uh, contract. But, you know what, let's give two answers. One to Ottawa for Pajot without the contract, and one to the Islanders with the contract. Uh, Keith, since you're an Ottawa fan. Ooh, this is a tricky one. So... Actually, you know what, Keith? Keith, 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 you go last. I'm okay. Changing. I'm changing, I'm throwing a curveball. Paul, you are now on the spot. So it's Pugliarvi and, sorry, what? A pick? And a third. A third for Pajot. Uh, Pajot pre-contract and post-contract. I don't know. Post-contract, All right, Steve. No. no, no, I'm kidding. Post-contract I, to Edmonton? I don't think they can afford that. I don't know if it changes anything. And I don't think they need a center. So I'm going to say Edmonton says no. I think they say no both times. Wow. Yeah. Well, it sounds say like no. it would be a tricky one, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve? Pre-contract, the only way I can see Edmonton saying yes if they, is if they had a plan to flip Peugeot. Post-contract, no. No. They've got Nuge, Dreisaitl, McDavid. What, you're going to have Peugeot as your fourth-line center? Well, I mean... Like uh, Drysaddle uh, plays wing or plays on McDavid's wing. Not all the time. Or they flip flop, where he'll play center on the second line, and then Nuge will play wing. But still, then you're you're looking at him at third line, 
anyways for five like that's why i don't know why the islanders signed him he's like third line there for five million bucks i think edmonton is a genius apparently yeah (laughs) i think edmonton needs wingers they don't they shouldn't be giving up assets for another center yeah all right now i obviously keith you're next but i switched you from first to last because i know ottawa fans loved pajot True, but I think the deal they got for him was outstanding. He was having one of the better years in his career, and they managed to get a conditional first for him. And I think if that deal from the Islanders is on the table, Ottawa says no to this as well. But also, I don't see Edmonton wanting to pick up Pajot for this price. So both say no. Yeah, I don't think this deal even comes close to happening for either side. Alrighty, sounds good. The exec says that Oilers say no for pre-contract. Moving on to our last one. This one I kind of made up based on a or based on one of the trades in this. So this the the exec is me for this one. Sorry guys. Oh, Phoenix or Arizona, whatever. Send Great mascot the Howler and GM John Chaka to Philadelphia for mascot Gritty. And president slash GM, he, he's actually the GM. Fletcher isn't actually, doesn't have any power. Paul Holmgren. Paul, you're a Philly fan, so you'll be going last. Steve, why don't you start us off here? There's no way Philly gives up Gritty. Agreed entirely. Gritty is untouchable. He is, he has become so much just like the essence of Philadelphia in these few short years that he's been in the league. There's no way they give him up. But Paul Holmgren is really, really, really bad at hockey things, in my opinion. <laughs> he's really he may, don't he's I think Gritty's the deal breaker. I have a lot of reservations about Paul Holmgren, so that's why this is in here. Okay, that's fair. And Keith chimed in with the with your point too, so <laughs> we'll send it to the Phil, to the Flyers fan. Gritty is a national treasure. There's no way he moves even though Paul Paul Holmgren is bad I mean he is bad and I don't think he makes the right decisions but it's kind of worked out recently no and we both know that's because it's Hextall it It was was Hextall Hextall that did it built the team and then they bring in Fletcher because he's impatient Fletcher goes out and he signs a couple guys which I didn't like the signing and trades of like Niskanen, Braun, Hayes. I think they overpaid, but they've actually kind of worked out. It's not going to last. His luck will run out. But on the flip side of it, I'm mixed feelings about him. He does some really good things. And then there's others where I'm like, I don't know about that one chief. So Grady is definitely the deal breaker here and he will not leave Philly. All right. Well, you guys did all agree with the exec. Gritty is, it's hard to beat. But that is our Who Says No segment. And we will be moving on to our last and staple segment. The one that will never change, no matter how much hockey news there, are, there is. Trivia. Oh, yeah. This week for trivia, we're going to be doing hockey names. Or hockey nicknames. Hockey names. <laughs> Do you guys know this guy's name? No, that would be a really, really bad trivia. I have 24 nicknames here, guys. Some of them are really, really easy. And some of them are really, really hard. I'm going to go... We're not... I mean, we can score it if you want. But I I already figured how I was going to do this. Basically, what we're going to do is... We're going to start with one person. So let's say the order is Steve, Keith, Paul. I'm going to say the nickname for Steve. If Steve cannot get it, then Keith will try. If Steve does get it, then we'll just move on to the next one. If Keith, you know, tries on that first one that Steve hadn't got and then gets it, then Paul gets a chance. And once no one's got it, then I'll, I'll say what it is. And then for the next one, Keith will start. Oh I don't know if we want to score, but I just wanted to kind of have you guys be on the spot for them. We're going to run through a bunch of them, so don't worry too, too much about that. I don't think we need any scores. No scores. So we'll start, you know what, with that order because (laughs) I have a bad memory in the first place. So, Steve. Yes, sir. Who is this player, Mr. Hockey? Gordie Howe. 
I told you we were gonna, sorry. <laughs> Before we continue, we got three, we got three categories. There are classics. I think you can guess what category we, we are currently in. <laughs> we have funny skaters. And there was a whole category for funny goalies. I didn't realize how many goalies had hilarious nicknames. So we got eight in each. So 24 in total. So you guys will all have the same, ch- same amount of chances. Perfect. Keith, the great one. Oh, oh that, that one's real tricky, Mac. I, I know, Gretzky. I know. Did you it's got to be Gretzky. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually Matthews. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to say Nylander. Hey, bonus, <laughs> bonus point where the points don't matter. What age was Gretzky given this nickname? Anyone, anyone can chime in. Does anyone actually 18? know? No? I'll say higher or lower. So it's lower. Lower than 18. 14? Lower. Ooh, really? Seven. Okay, a little, a little higher than that. <laughs> I'll end your misery. Actually, yes. No, no, I don't have to. Yep. 10 years old. Uh, wow. The porter gave it to him. Kind of creepy, but. A little <laughs> creepy, yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, yeah, he's been the great one since he was 10 years old. No pressure. Paul, your paisan, Super Mario. Oh, you saved that one just for me? Yeah, it's, this uh, wasn't random at all. Mr. Lemieux. Good job. Cloud? I told you this one was good. We were going to. Don't worry. It's going to get harder. I'm Steve. Afraid of- Mario Jr. Mario Jr. Is that. It's not Yager. I need. Oh. I, I'm just going I'm going to let you kind of simmer on your in your own thoughts. And once you have an answer for me, I will let you know if that's right. I mean, try and talk through it, though, because we are a podcast. I'm just gonna, yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm just going I'm just gonna go Yager. I don't know that one. Yes, you do, Steve, because it is Yager. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Did you guys know that one? I didn't know that until I didn't know that. Until I, I didn't know that. It just no. weeks ago. Like, they played together. It's so like, maybe? Like, no, yeah, I, I didn't yeah, know I it either. It's either him or Crosby, but Crosby has his own. Yeah. Speaking That's of, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Keith. Messiah. Messiah. Oh, I'm not sure about that. If I had to guess, though, I'm going to go Messier just because their names kind of sound similar. It's almost as if you went to university, Keith. It is Mark Messier. Well done. It's an interesting one. Paul, you don't get a hard one. Finish yeah, Flash. <laughs> Finish Flash. Well, and it yes, would... it is your Yoki Paka. I just love that name. It would be, uh, happening would be a modern day one. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you're likening Capitan to this player, I think we have some reservations well, no. about your judgment. Uh, Very many. Honestly, I don't know. I'm going to just guess Yari Curry. And for the first time, folks, we are moving on to the next person to guess, which is, who is? Steve. Timu Solani. Timu Solani uh, is correct. And Paul is shamed by his family and friends who don't listen to this podcast. That's nothing new. <laughs> Shame. Steve. Another day. You get another country and fast thing. The Russian rocket. The Russian rocket? And we're not talking about Ovechkin and short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> the Russian rocket, Steve. The Russian rocket. I don't know many Russian players from... Because this is... Uh, Still the old players, I imagine. I mean, maybe. It may not be. I don't know. You got. I got to get a guess just so we can move on. Uh, Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk is incorrect. His, na- his nickname is The Departed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Keith. <laughs> uh, is it Pavel Bure? And we will not be going to a third person. Uh, that makes sense. I hope I, I hope at some point we do, but yes, Pavel Bure is correct. And Keith, you're going another here. Nickname, Boom Boom. Oh, Boom Boom Jeffreyon. Boom Boom Jeffreyon. Yes, sir. That one was pretty easy. Moving into funny skaters, Paul. You got lucky. This is kind of a layup. The rest of these aren't all that easy, but they are mostly funny. The bread man, Paul. The bread man. That is Artemi Breadman Panarin. You didn't have to say the nickname that you were answering in the actual <laughs> name that you were. That you, I felt like it. That you were giving. Why he has a nickname so people can use it. 
Paul is officially disqualified now. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, let's see. I think the next two are, 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 aren't exactly easy. Steve, the mayor. The mayor? The mayor. I've never heard of that before in my life. As if they were running a city. Now, the, the actual mayor. full name, or the full nickname is the mayor of blank, but blank would is the player name, so I would be giving it away. But there you go. There's your, there's your hint. So it's, it's obviously a team where they have, like, one good player. <laughs> the mayor of... I mean, maybe. Um, All right, throw a dart at the wall. Let's see what you can produce. You got, yeah, you got Yager. I'd say Kopitar. Interesting guess. Unfortunately, not correct. Yeah, I didn't think so. Keith, can you fill this void in our intellect? It's not looking likely. Uh, The first name that popped in my head for whatever reason was David Backus. Is that your your guess? Yeah, I'm going to throw in Backus. Somehow, some way, you're still wrong. (laughs) Oh, don't do that to me. I was like, how did he get that? Paul, can you do it? No. Do we get a hint after? (laughs) No, I'm going to just end the misery after. Actually, sure. Don't worry. Paul, do you have a guess? I got nothing. Uh, I mean, just say a player name at the very least. Throw a shot in the dark. I feel like it's someone on Boston. The mayor of Beantown would make sense, but I don't know. Brusque? No, sir. A clue is think of Buffalo, not current Buffalo. They oh, I know who it is. Go throw it. Uh, Pominville. The mayor of Pominville. Population no. one. Yep. Yeah, that was his thing. I don't know why. Because because Tar- Ville is French. Oh, Pomin- yeah. Still. Population one. That was a tough one. Keith. Not an easy one, but something. The other one. The other one? <laughs> what? Uh, oh, I think I actually might know this one. Was, was it, it another Gretzky? Was it uh, what was the was it another Gretzky? Yes, I'm giving oh. it to you. I'm giving Keith. it to you. It's when you know it, you know it. But it's Brent actually. Brent, oh, it's Brent. Brent. I wasn't gonna get Keith, the first. Keith never played hockey. Oh, I thought it was Keith that played hockey. No, Brent Gretzky, yes, is the other one, as opposed to the great one. What Man. a mean nickname. I would, eh? just just quit. Yeah, I would just quit hockey. <laughs> Your brother's Wayne, and you're being called the other one. I mean, he still played in the NHL. I, yeah, did I he have would... 13 points or 13 games or something? Like no, that? he had... Because it's something like like Gretzky has... Gretzky, the Gretzky brothers are the have the most points together as brothers... But like it's Brent always. has like one point. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. But in the meantime, Paul, you actually kind of got an easy one. This was not rigged for Paul. In fact, I tried to disqualify him. So yes, pickles. Oh, okay. Never mind. Is it the well, guy that drank pickle juice on the bench? I don't even know who that guy is. So I mean, neither do I. So I can't answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. And by the way, oh. Brent Gretzky has four points in 13 games. Four points. All right. And a goal. Honestly, that's, that isn't that bad. Four points in 13 games. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Not even just say a player name. Why not? Say DeBrusque again. Maybe it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. DeBrusque. How could you even think that that would be right, Paul? <laughs> um, Steve. Mark Edward Vlasic. Mark... Edward. Oh, Brent that makes Vlasic. way too much sense. Classic uh, pickles. Yeah. Steve, you get to go again. Kessel's chauffeur. <laughs> Kessel's chauffeur. First uttered by relatively crappy coach Ron Wilson. Kessel's chauffeur. I don't think I need to tell you which team this is on. <laughs> is it Bozak? It is Tyler Bozak. Well done. Good Keith, one. They were, they were always think, really close. I think another easy one for you, Keith. Jovo Cop. 
Jovocop? Jovocop. Oh, Ed Jovanoski. Yes, as opposed to Borocop. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. I was like, that doesn't... Is he having a stroke right now? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Paul? This one is not easy, but oh, I great. liked it because I share a name with this nickname in my Dungeons and Dragons campaign. The Pumpernickel <laughs> Kid. Pumpy. Pumpernickel Kid. The Pumpernickel Kid. Named because yep. um, I'm pretty sure it's because he was, or he would, when he scored, this player would celebrate by doing a windmill, which made people think of a bread factory of sorts. My research yep. was expansive. Uh, let's go to Brusque again. <laughs> Ride or die on this hill. <laughs> Not correct. And since the points don't matter, a clue for Steve, who's next, is pumpernickel is not spelt how pumpernickel the bread is, but in fact lends a hint as to who it may be. Although I don't know if we've actually heard of this player, so. I have no idea. <laughs> well, yes, I, let's take a nickname that nobody's heard of. You know what? I'm going to go with Jake DeBrusque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> close, close, very close. But no, Keith. Was this Matt Pwemble? Ooh. Oh, that's a really good a guess. Good. Oh. I kind of wish it was. That's a really good guess. Unfortunately, that's... no. It's oh. Bernie Nichols. What? Uh, he was a top six forward for the Devils in the mid 2000s. That does sound familiar, but like vaguely, like very yeah. vaguely. So the hint was Pumper Nickel. Nichols is actually N I C H O L L. Nickel N I K E L or C K E L. I forget which way it is in Pumper Nickel. But either way, we are moving on to who was who, who started that one? Paul did. I did. Steve. Yay. Killer. Or Charlie. They are actually there are two nicknames for this one player, and they are for the same reason. Killer, which I will disclose right now as being because he looks like Charlie Manson. Oh my god! Jesus. Yes. So if you can think of players before and current that look like Charlie Manson, you may have a, a good guess. I'll be honest, I don't know what Charles Manson looks like. He's hairy. He had a long hair, mustache. Weird All thing. right, throw dirt at the wall here. William Carlson? Okay, R- wrong hair color, but I appreciate I the don't, effort. I you should have just know. said DeBrusque. I know, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> William Carlson is not, is not it. Keith? Huh. Um, I got to lock in DeBrusque here. I got nothing. Mm. Oh. Why has he become the default? <laughs> I don't even like him. Right. <laughs> I hate him Fa- too. Fall. Uh, I'm gonna guess Matthew Pro. That was my guess. Oh, yeah. that's that was a my really one. good guess. But no. Hmm. Here now, free reign. Whoever can guess it first gets it. He played on the Leafs among many other teams, and he is not currently playing anymore. He is retired. Um, he's been retired for a little while, actually. On the Leafs. 1993, 1994, oh, no. <laughs> 1995. I don't think we're going to get this one. No. Doug Gilmore. What? Really? Was named, was nicknamed Killer and Charlie for his resemblance to Charles Manson. Yep. Well, I'm I don't search Charles Manson what? real quick. Yeah, I don't believe that. It, I mean, Is it's it? passing, and to be honest, uh, Perot looks way more like, yeah. <laughs> like Manson. Look, they look nothing alike. No, they they kind of they look a little. No, they don't. Yeah, in, I am their, going in like back his hockey card picture or like his mug shot hockey picture. Anyway, I'm not going to debate the nickname I that like I that. didn't assign a guy. <laughs> Ooh. We'll move on. Sorry, Paul. I'm blaming Steve. you for this. <laughs> All right, Steve is disqualified as well. So Keith, <laughs> you've won. Nice. All right, okay, Keith. I can see it in a hockey card. Okay, Steve is back in the running. Keith, the Hamburglar. We are now in the funny goalies. Oh, that's Andrew Hammond, my boy. No questions there. Paul, Mr. Universe. Uh, oh, I know. Is it Brizgalov? Brizgalov? I'm not scared of penguins. I am scared of bears in the forest. <laughs> I have 
Good news and better news. Good news, I'm not playing today. <laughs> better news, yeah. I brought my thermos. <laughs> he was the king of like one-liners and He's the best. quotes. I think he had another one. It's like, good news, I'm not win- We're not. I'm not playing today. Better news, we have a chance to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was so good. I love him. Oh, he's great. Oh, he's just such a character. Anyway, Steve, Optimus Rhyme. Oh, James Rhymer. We're flying through these ones. Keith, the Hatchet Man. The Hatchet Man. Oh, boy. That's... I got nothing, so I'm just going to go and guess. It's a goalie. It's a goalie, so don't it's guess Jacob Oh, Ron Hexall. Oh, good guess. Oh. I'm really happy you just didn't guess Jake DeBress for the goalie. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, Ron Hextall is not correct. But Paul, do you have a guess? Uh, isn't there a goalie with the last name Hatchet? It's not first name. because of it's because of his he's nicknamed this because of his play, not because of his Jesus. name. Jesus, oh. I, I think there's a goalie that's actually named Hatchet at one point. But Hextall would be my guess too. Yeah, he used to hack. Okay, um, so since you know it's wrong, <laughs> we can guess on another. Who else whacks away? Um, I have no idea. Debrusque oh. is incorrect, Paul. <laughs> Steve, any guess? Is it Ray Emery? No, but good guess. It is actually old-time Islanders, uh, Islanders goalie, Billy Smith. I would have... No. 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 To be fair, I, I do know him as the guy who slashed everyone's ankles. He, like, broke ankles. Oh. No, like, literally. All right. I'll give you a hint on this one. I think he's still playing. If not, he was playing last season. Ned Flanders. And this one is to Paul. Uh, I've named this, this one. Because he has Ned Flanders on his helmet, or at least had Ned Flanders on his helmet. And apparently... He acts similar to Ned Flanders in his real life. He's a huge nerd. Okay. Or he's uh, just a nice uh, guy. Paul. I it's, it's not Billy know. Smith. Uh, Carey Price. Oh, Carey Price doesn't have Ned Flanders on his mask. Never mind. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> Steve. God. Like, I've actually heard this nickname before. I just can't remember who. I'm going to say Jake DeBrusque. <laughs> close. Very yeah. close. You guys have been circling. Not, not it. Keith? This is Peter Budai, right? What? How do you know that? Yeah. I love this mask. This is, I thought this was easy. Keith, nope. the slumdog millionaire, pulling it out of his back pocket yet again. Yeah. Whoops, I dropped my mic. Yep. It is Peter Budai. Nice. And... Steve, you're next. The Boolin Wall, as opposed to the Berlin Wall, Berlin which wall. was unsuccessful in actually keeping things out. So this is kind of a weird nickname, but nevertheless. Oh, is it an older that. nickname? It's mid-2000s. Okay, <laughs> Keith, Keith, you can just he run knows. this one for me. I'd like to phone a friend. <laughs> this is not who wants to be a millionaire. I'm not Keith, paying you. Keith, can you help me? Uh, I think Tampa. And then Edmonton. Tampa, two th- I got nothing. And Chicago, I think. Nikolai Habibulin. Nikolai Habibulin, oh, otherwise God. known as the Bulin Wall. Keith, apparently the master of all goalie nicknames. There's trivia in general. The mm-hmm. Net Detective. Well, now, I'm, now you just set me up for failure. Uh, <laughs> named because it rhymes with... The Pet Detective, one of the many incredible movies in the Ace Ventura series. And yes. So I'm that makes fan. me think Jim Carrey, Carrey Price? No, but nice try. That is, you, you're on the right path, is what I'll say. Paul. Yep. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Paul was very close, I must say. Uh, yepers? What if I, I said. What if I told you that Keith did not give the right answer, but actually said the right answer? Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey is correct. Jim Carrey was a, was a Calder-winning goalie with the Washington Capitals, and he won a Vesna in Damn. 1996, the same year that Ace Ventura's 
Pet Detective came out, headlined by Jim Carrey. So they shared the same name, and they were both good. So I'm going to take the win on that one. I think you should. You, you. Yeah. Li- I was literally you. You said Jim Carrey, and I'm like, how the? And then you said Carrey, Carrey Price. And I'm like, ah, oh, dang, so close. All right, this one is to Paul, but I'm going to just open it up to everyone because I don't think any of you will get it, but it's funny. And this guy is an absolute legend if you think about goalies. So just, I don't know, kind of spitball. The Chikudami Cucumber. What in the world? It was an era. Chikudami is in Quebec. Anyone named the Chikudami Cucumber can't be from this era, so think, think a little further back. Just kind of spitball names. Think of Quebec. Oh! This is the OG. This is Vesna. Keith is unstoppable. George Vesna, otherwise known as the Chikutami Cucumber. Yes. Well done. But, I think Keith just won this episode. Well, I mean, both of you were disqualified, uh, yes. and you can't actually be requalified, so I was just lying on all that. But that uh, is all the time we have here today. Anyone have anything they'd like to add? No? That's great. Thanks for tuning in. Catch your new episodes every Monday. I don't know if we're going to have four people next time. This was a lot of fun. We might. I don't know. But either way, hope you enjoyed. Bye, guys. Everyone say bye. 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 Be sure to check us out at getofftheice.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at getofftheice.com.